You ever took your wife to the OBGYN? No, no, seriously, this is freaking hilarious. Okay, so my wife was pregnant with both my oldest son and my youngest son. I would, if I could, take her to her OBGYN appointment, right? First thing that happens is when she goes in there, they tell her to get naked from the top down. She puts on this paper skirt that's got a big-ass gap in the back of it. So this doctor comes in, but there's a nurse in there with him. And the funniest shit I've ever heard was like, ma'am, I want you to know that the reason why this nurse is here is so that I don't touch you inappropriately, okay? Because I had to feel for lumps and stuff, and I don't want you to think I'm trying to massage your nipples or I'm trying to do anything that's disturbing or in violation of your body. Do you understand? Like, okay, you know, you're on the defense box here, but okay. So as he tells her to open the gown up, he begins to take his two fingers, and he's rubbing around her boob. He goes, nurse, notice how I'm just moving my fingers and feeling for lumps. Do you see that? I'm not touching her nipple. I'm not touching her nipple. Okay, I'm not violating you. Are you do you understand that? And my wife's like, yeah, dumbass. You're doing your job, you know. And then, oh, and this is my favorite. Then they start talking about the pat smear. <clears throat> Dude brings out what appears to look like a pair of salad tongs. <laughs> right? So then, again, the same nurse is watching him. And then he looks at my wife and says, I'm not going to rub your clitoris. I mean, just, what, what do you mean clitoris? You know, it's just like he's making a defensive point about it. And I, I understand there's been people that's been violated or whatever, but this doctor was really way out there. Like, he was overly explaining the situation. And he said, this is probably going to be a little painful, but I'm going to stick these salad tongs in your vagina, and I'm going to spread it open, and I'm going to suave. He, no, he didn't use... The word suave, he used suave. <clears throat> so he said, Nurse, come here. I want you to watch me as I suave the inside of her vagina. Notice my fingers are nowhere near the clit, and I'm not inappropriately fingering her. <laughs> and I just, you know, and I just broke my ankle. So I'm on, I'm on, you know, perk tens, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm drinking, I don't know if it's because I'm tripping on this shit or the fact that it's really happening, but it was the most hilarious time of like going to the OBGYN that you could possibly think of. Now, one big mistake I made one time is this. Okay, you ready for this one? Never walk into a bank with a cigarette lighter or cigar lighter in the shape of a pistol. Okay. All right, so this one time I went to the bank and I was going to go make a deposit. Now, as I walked through, there's double doors, right? And then, of course, there's a it, there's a guard there and he tilts his hat at me. So, howdy, sir. I was like, okay, whatever, fuck off. So, I did not go to this little desk. They got pens, they got the deposit slips, they got everything ready for you to deposit, you know, to make your deposit with. And then, out of the blue, I'm thinking to myself, damn, I want to smoke. So I got a perfectly good black and mild just hanging in my shirt pocket. So I go to unwrap it, and I put it in my mouth. I reach in my pocket, and I pull out this pistol lighter, and I got ready to strike it. And the guy said, whoa, 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 what the fuck? You don't. I'm like, chill, chill. Everybody calm down. Get off the floor. Pick up your paper clips there. Relax. It's just a cigarette lighter, okay? I'm not going to shoot anybody. I mean, goddamn, calm the fuck down. 
Just calm down. I'm about to light up my black and mild. I want to smoke. And then the guy listens and says, No, you can't smoke in here. But please do not. Please put the gun away. I'm like, it's a fucking cigarette lighter. And it was this most stupidest thing I've ever done, but it was fucking hilarious. And let's just say I can't get back to that bank again, but it was just one of those things that's just you should never do. So basically, it's almost like you test the world at its strictest rules of moments and regulations, right? So there's a place I used to work at. And it was dealing with electrical work. And you had to learn what voltage was, how to use amps, and how to identify troubleshoot of different situations. Okay, so scenario number one is you're learning not to touch electricity because as we all have found out by now, That shit hurts. Getting electrocuted, I mean, take a paper clip, you go into an electrical socket, that shit hurts. Followed by a big popping sound and a flash. You know? So, in scenario one, this gentleman comes into this job and they tell him what his responsibilities are. They said, well, now, safety is key. But you know what to do. I'm like, what are you talking about? Safety is key, but you know what to do. Okay, then scenario number two comes me involved, and I get told the same thing. Safety is key, but you know what to do. Okay, now, keep in mind now, all my life... I've been told that if you work really hard at something and you prove yourself, you can move up in management, in the company, and get promoted and make money and and rip people off and shit and steal their, you know, their quarterly checks that they deserve more than I do because they're the ones out there making the money for us, right? It makes it makes sense, right? So check this out. This is no shit. They said, if you're willing to go out to the job and do the test that's given to you, if you fuck up and burn somebody's fucking house down, that's a good thing. I mean, that's just, it's just what it is. You go out there and you burn their fucking house up. They'll promote you. I said, God damn it, boy. Yeah, you made a mistake. You were honest about it. But you know what? I like you, son. I like the way you are. I'm going to promote you as a superintendent. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then, standing right there, the guy points to me and says, Do not be like that guy. Do not be hardworking. Don't be showing up on time. And for God's sakes, please don't do the job right. Because here... You fuck up, you move up. It just it just seems like that's just what we've come to expect now. And all of you know what I'm talking about. You you hear things in the news all the time and you start hearing people talk about things that people scratch their head and go, What the fuck? 
I mean, you could take a foreign country, <clears throat> right? They're going through economical issues, right? Or they're having some kind of a protest, or people don't like their president because his dick is small, or he don't have an ass, or whatever the case may be. And this same gentleman will take a 1947 gyrocopter and will fly over a country and drop a bomb, and they'll give him the gold medal of honor. Just huh? Give him the gold medal of honor, like the Tatas I'm looking at now. Not, not a noble diplomat. It doesn't make a fuck. A noble diplomat is someone you will criticize for the rest of your life. How dare he speak of peace? We're in poverty times. We have to go to war. And we have to kill people that are doing the right thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the world doesn't make sense anymore. And it's just like Trump's holding up... The, the, he's holding the United States economy hostage with a government shutdown and in his mind and I don't know if it's where the orange dye in his hair has gotten to his brain if I shut the fucking government down I can get my wall built but there's people that are not getting paid that are getting ready to be on the street what sense does that make this is seriously, seriously, guys, this is this is all well and true, right? So again, you start thinking to yourself, okay, what about other local situations that you know of that doesn't quite make sense? It's like the impairment of a good prank. This is a good example of a good prank. All of you have always been to a party, right? I know some of you have been to a party. You've been to a frat house or someone's personal house or, God forbid, you go out in the middle of the woods to a satanic house and everybody's, you know, or whatever. But the funniest thing I've ever seen was when this guy that I knew one time, his name was Bert. Bert, yeah, that was his name, Bert, B-E-R-T, Bert. That is the most... Hardcore white cracker name you'll ever see. That's a white guy's name through and through. Bert. Hello, Bert. Hello, Bert. That's what reminds me of Sesame Street. And so, so this guy, he doesn't drink a whole lot. Doesn't drink a whole lot at all. He's he's not a real big drinker, but he will socially, socially drink. Okay, socially means that you interact with people and you drink. But sometimes that rule goes way too far wrong and it ends up where this guy here, he has way too much to drink. I mean, he is so drunk that he's literally stepping on his dick because he's on his hands and knees. I mean, he's just like just slobberly drunk. He don't know where he's going. He hit his head on the toilet seat trying to throw up. And then one of my friends was like, hey, I just had a great idea. I just had a wonderful idea. And he's like, what's that? He said, how about we get this guy to pass out on the couch, bent over, I'm going to stick a three-quarter inch clear hose in his ass, and I'm going to fill his ass full of shaving cream. I'm like, great. So we're sitting there cheering him on. Pass out, pass out, pass out, pass out. And then finally, he's like, I need a drink of water. Now, look, this is where things really go wrong, okay? So what happens is my buddy Brent, Bert and Brent, you know, double B, he says, you know, we might want to get some water. We might want to get some water. You know, maybe the water will help him kind of 
know, get straightened out or whatever. So, damn, he just threw it like 25,000 times. So don't worry about it. So he goes into the kitchen, and what does he do? He does the one thing that a really good friend is going to do for you. Instead of giving you a glass of water, he's going to give you a glass of vodka. Right? So now he takes his glass of vodka, and he goes in there, and he says, Here, Bert, here's some water. Drink it. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. He just turned that shit up, and oh, my God, he just turned it into like 50 shades of fucked up green. And I mean, he spewed like the exorcist all over the fucking bathroom, all over everything and everybody. His sister's dildo is ruined, and everything's shortening out. And, you know, again, he's his dick is swollen because he doesn't need it a couple of times. And then finally, this guy just passes out. I'm like, Look, what, what are we doing? We're about to kill this son of a bitch. But my friend Brent said, we're going to bend his ass over in my dad's lazy boy, and we're going to fill his ass full of shaving cream. So here they do. They drag him in there. This guy's totally passed out. At this point, I'm trying to check his pulse because I think the son of a bitch is dead. Right? So they get the lazy board. They kick the part of it about. They bend him over on the arm part of it. They pull his pants down. And my, and then Brent looks at his ass and says, that is the most clean-shaved ass crack I've ever seen in my life. And he's just admiring this clean-shaven ass. I'm like, Dude. And then he had to shake. Oh, okay. What we gonna do? Huh? You want to stick a three-quarter inch hose in his ass and feel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, at this point, he's like, "Where's that hose at? Where's the hose? Where's the hose at? Where's the hose at?" Hey, you got a tool shed? Yes, the tool shed. So Brent just takes off running like a bat out of hell. Hits a banana peel. Rams through the door. Rolls off the damn porch. Y'all know what this is going to, right? And then he lands face first into a pile of dog shit. Now. Mind you, it's not just any pile of dog shit. It is a runny, like, dog food in a can pile of dog shit. All right, so without hesitation, he gets up. He stumbles into there. He finds the, the clear tube. He goes darting through the back door again, goes up in there. And then he proceeds to take the end of the pipe, sticks it in his mouth, gets a couple of licks in there, and he rams it right up his ass. And mind you now, Bert did not, he didn't even budge. He didn't even feel this pipe going into his ass at this point, <laughs> okay? So now, the question is, where the shaving cream at? So, Bert's just like looking at me like, what the fuck? I don't know where the shaving cream is here. Dude, it's right in your back pocket. He looks and says, oh, yeah, that's there, it is, right there. So he just loads his damn hose, and all of a sudden he starts being like, there's only one problem. It's not moving down the tube. So what's he do? He takes to cut the end of the tube off right there, and what he does, he blows the shaving cream right into this guy's ass. Wouldn't you know? This one of the most bizarre parties I ever went to. And I, and I, and I know that people were going to sit there and say, oh, you think that shit, you know, you can already hear a story about what happened to this guy and what happened to this person. I'm like, you just completely violated this guy. I said, now, in the morning when he wakes up, he realizes that you violated it, and he shoots your damn kneecaps off, and then he's already justified at this point. You know what I mean? And so the thing about Brent was Brent had a very bad mishap as a young child. I'll give you an example. At 12 years old, his dad bought him a BB gun. But it wasn't just any BB gun. It wasn't a BB rifle or a pump-action gun. It was a BB pistol. Okay? So now, many weeks, many months down the road, he's got the BB gun. It's loaded, and it's not safety off, and it's laying right on the corner of his bed. 
Now, Brent, however, is sitting there, and he's making up his bed, and his little brother comes in there, and he grabs the BB gun. As soon as Brent turns around, he aims the BB gun right at his nutsack and shoots him in the right nut. And Brent's like, oh, fuck! And he just hits the floor, and he's in crying pain. And there's his little brother is to stand over laughing at him. And this, this is a true story. I'm, 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 this is no shit, right? So now, so Brent, so now they take him to the hospital, and the doctor is, is just trying to figure out, okay, well, let's just take that x-ray. Let's see what happened here. Looks right at him with a straight face. No shit. He says, sir, I have bad news. We're going to have to half-ass crest. Basically, we're going to castrate you. What they call a half-castration. You're right. Nothing ain't worth a fuck. I mean, the BB penetrated, and it tore up major uh, sperm cells and lines and other vigorous 50 cent words in the medical book down the line you're fucked you're never going to have it out of the kids he's like fuck but you but you got a left nut and it's fine it ain't worth the fuck either but we're going to take the right nut out now many of you were sitting there thinking myself, well damn he may want one kids one day but you know what he did the weirdest thing I ever seen in my life he went home he told his little brother he said you did the best thing in the world for me because now I can fuck and don't have to worry about getting any girls pregnant now, this, this is all a good thing because the fact is, Brent and all, they're from Kentucky. I'm not trying to make fun of people from Kentucky because I've got friends of mine in Kentucky. But when you start hanging out with your friends and they start doing and telling you the, the most bizarre stories in the world. It's like my good friend Todd told me that his best friend was on a diving board one time. He's getting ready to dive off to, in the, into the swimming pool. Now, mind you, his friend is 300 fucking pounds, so there's already a stress point on there anyway. Right? So when he gets ready to spring up off the end of it, somehow there his foot slips and he lands right on the back of his fucking neck and busts the damn neck out of hell pieces. So he's like, Aah! and mind you, he rolls off in the fucking water. Now his damn neck is broke and he can't control his damn bobbing head. So now somebody has to go in there, get his 300 pound ass out of there, and get him to the doctor. He has to have extensive surgery. Two surgeries to fix his neck. So now he's got this long scar. That's about 12 inches long, which is probably about a little bit shorter than my dick. But they had to go into his neck, replace the parts of his neck, take, clean all that shit out. They just Basically, he's like a robo-neck. But now, the problem is, he can't turn his head. And then, Todd, instead of being the most compassionate one of all, he said, you want to see this fucker duck? It's like he's laying back, I'm me a duck. Like, like, this sex is wasting this, whoop, sticks up down there, and he's like, Rrr. so he has to, like, pivot himself, because he can't move his fucking neck. He said, the brightest thing he's done, he, he said, he said, he's a really smart guy. He said, you know what, instead of driving forward out of my driveway, and then getting out to leave, oh, no, 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 he said the smartest thing that he ever done was back out of his driveway, and knowing goddamn well he can't turn to look and see what's coming both ways out of the car. So he just guns across the road and hooks for the best. I'm like, what?